Welcome to the Compassionate Capitalist Radio Show with host Karen Rands. A compassionate capitalist is someone who invests their money into entrepreneur endeavors to bring innovation to the market and create wealth for all those involved. Karen shares insights and best practices for entrepreneurs to succeed and investors to share in that success without all the risks. And now... Welcome to the Compassionate Capitalist Show. Of course, I'm Karen Rands, and my guest today, Kate Kortzmeyer, I'm really happy to have her on. She is a writer, educator, creative entrepreneur, master blogger, and someone who is helping those folks that are stuck in a job and want to create freedom, create financial freedom, create freedom of time to be able to spend time doing the things that they want to do with family or with friends or personal interests, uh, you know, how to go about doing that through blogging. And we're also going to talk about the people, like what, why businesses, general businesses need to have a blog and the important role that blogs still play today in uh, the course of, of establishing the trust in the marketplace for into a brand or into a company and the information that can be conveyed within a blog and then monetizing the blog. And um, the reason why this is really important for those that are listening, you know, if, if you've received my book or you've bought my book, Inside Secrets to Angel Investing, you've listened to in many other uh, uh, blogs or podcasts that I've done. I mean, I'm in several videos that I've done, as well as what I talk about on my website a lot in my personal story, the, the idea of a cash flow quadrant, if you've read Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter's books on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then the cash flow quadrant in this whole series, the whole idea is creating in financial independence by making your money work for you and creating multiple sources of income by investing in other businesses, investing in income producing real estate. So you take your, your time that you have available as a business owner and the money you have available and put that to work in these other businesses on the right side of the quadrant or these other investment opportunities. And there's always a struggle. People always wonder, well, how do I get over there? If I don't have that traditional business, that's, you know, how do I do that? Well, you know, how do I go from being an employee to a sole proprietor and independent, you know, to somebody that has the ability to put my money to work with other entrepreneurs? Well, that's why this particular show is so important for those of you that are listening, because that's what Kate and I are going to talk about. So let me tell you more about Kate so you know why she is the expert to share this information with you today. She spent she spent her full time, most of her career as a freelance journalist, having written in for over 125 different magazines and newspapers and websites, including formidable names that you know, USA Today, Eating Well, Cooking Light, The Washington Post, Forbes, Esquire. So you know she was had a very successful career as a freelance journalist at that time. But and she'll, she might share with us today the reasons for moving on besides just wealth, but mostly for balance and for a better quality of life and the ability to compound income. And so she started a blog called Root and Revel that was about holistic wellness because there just really was not a lot of information out there at the time for the kind of information she wanted to convey that she was passionate about. And it became a multi-six-figure business. 
that's really amazing to do that off of a blog. And she's going to tell part of that story. And so, and now she teaches other heart-centered online entrepreneurs how to monetize their blog to create an online business with sustainable tactics and predictable income streams that gives them the balance that they want in their life. And, you know, the thing is, is that I always love to have guests like Kate that not only talk the talk, but can walk the walk because she's a mom with two, cho- two children, Jackson and Gemma, and three fur babies <laughs> and uh, has been married for a good bit of time to her high school sweetheart. So she has that with a lot of us women like to say the superwoman. She has done it because she does have that wonderful home life that she values a great deal and has been able to build a business that supports that, but doesn't make her crazy in creating that income. So I want to hear all about that. And I know you, the listeners want to hear about the, the value of a blog for an existing business or for somebody getting started that has a passion for something and wants to be able to monetize that so they can make more money and have more time to do the things that they want. So freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. Welcome, Kate. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Such a nice intro. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's get, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how, when did you get started doing your blog and, you know, what was a lot of people have passion projects? What, what prompted you to go into, to do holistic wellness? Yeah. So I started Root and Revel at the end of 2015. Um, in 2014, I was diagnosed with um, a slew of different um, chronic health conditions, including hypothyroidism and PCOS. And I was having some um, digestion issues and was just feeling a little bit like a mess. And so um, I I tried everything. I was seeing all of the conventional Western medicine doctors and taking the medications and nothing was working. And so, um, I ended up getting introduced to a couple books that were more focused on holistic and alternative medicine and remedies. And I found a ton of healing and felt better than ever. And I felt like this wasn't out there at the time. Of course, now, you know, almost seven years later, there's a lot of information about this out there now at the time there wasn't as much. And I just felt so compelled to, to share my story. Um, and like you mentioned that, that in combination with being in a journalism field and a field that was more or less dying and, um, changing a lot and was very much a trading time for dollars. Um, I, I wanted to try something that felt a little bit more scalable, a little bit more passive. Um, I didn't have kids at the time and I'm so grateful now to say that I have had two amazing kids and taken, um, you know, four month maternity leaves and my business has made more money than, before, um, being on those maternity leaves and I didn't have to work at all. So that was something I never could have said when I was a journalist. So, wow. So, so, well, let's talk about blogs and, you know, way back when, you know, blog was, you know, kind of like a a new thing. It was sort of like, 
what is this? All these people are just sort of writing about stuff. And, you know, WordPress had a template that you could, you know, go in and you create a blog and everything. And it became, WordPress became the dominant because it's kind of like the whole thing, the whole website becomes sort of a blog. So talk to our listeners about, you know, the role of blogs today. And does it have to have domain slash blog in order to count as a blog? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I think in 2021 and beyond, all websites are blogs, whether you have slash blog after it, or if you have any content on your website, it is a blog, whether or not you cringe about being an influencer or think, you know, blogging is not for you. If you're producing content, it is a blog. Um, and so I think there's a mindset shift and sort of this, this paradigm shift that's really happening that people are realizing that, you do need to have content on your website if you want to attract organic leads. So creating content online is the fastest way to show up in Google search results. And when you do that, then you bring organic people to your site. You don't have to spend money on ads in order to find people. And when you get them there, you can um, monetize the platform itself, which is what I did with Root and Revel. And I did that with ads, affiliates, and sponsors. Um, but you can also get them to, you can sell your own products. So you can, um, once they're there on your site, you're building that know, like, and trust factor with them. And then you can sell them, um, you know, more of your products or services or courses or whatever it is that you offer. Um, so it's the best way to increase your visibility and your know, like, and trust factor, and then get more sales. And like I said, bonuses that you can also monetize the platform itself. Yeah. So that's really an interesting concept. So the whole, I mean, it makes sense, particularly if you're doing, um, using the tools that are more, most readily available for creating websites that the whole website becomes sort of a blog so because there because a lot of times that page that which you consider your blog is the one that's got the dynamic content on it so is that does does the whole website get credit for that or does it when it comes to organic search does it just all get driven to that one page or how does that show up when people are yeah so your domain it? so for example we could use takehordsmeyer.com this is a site that i have that has a blog component but i also sell other things on the site so it's not just a blog and um sorry i'm about to sneeze i feel a little tickle um it's probably going to go away now that i said that yeah. so on takehordsmeyer.com any any like google juice that you get is for the entire website it's not just for one blog post or something now different posts are going to rank better than other posts depending on how well optimized they are for search engines um but the site as a whole is getting the benefit of of individual posts ranking well. So it's not like you, you would have something totally separate. Um, I never recommend people who are like, well, I have a business and I'm going to start a blog. So I'll start a separate domain. I'm like, no, keep it together so that everything can grow and, and earn together. So um, what, uh, what other, besides organic search engines and, and driving traffic, what are some of the other benefits that an existing business that's out there should add a a dynamic page, like a blog to it. What are the other benefits that you, that you see, or will you advise clients on? 
Yeah. I mean, there's so many stats out there today that, that they've shown companies that blog have 55% more visitors to their websites than companies that don't blog. So if you want more people on your website to book your appointments, you know, book appointments with you or your services or sell your products, blogging is one of the best ways to get them there. Um, you know, 80% of internet users interact with blogs. So almost everybody online is interacting with blogs in some way. Um, and that got even that percentage I'm sure is even higher because I know in 2020 with the pandemic, um, I saw a stat that internet internet usage increased by 47% in 2020. So more people are online than ever before. And when you can connect with them and build that no like, and trust factor, again, it also makes it so much easier to sell to them. Ultimately, you're not having to go through a lengthy sales process where there's a lot of, you know, poking and prodding and pushing to get them to buy. They already know you, they already like you, trust you. They're, they're going to be much more susceptible, um, and, and excited to buy from you um, because of that. Yeah, I think that trust factor is a critical piece that so many businesses lose sight of because there's so much noise on the internet and you can get a Facebook ad or you can get an ad that pops up on their their internet feed or when they're, you know, whatever, just pops up at different places because the way the digital crumbs work where you've, it's amazing. I think half the time they're you know, this whole listening thing, because they're trying to be able to you talk to your phone and go search for something. But even when you're not, I mean, I tell you, when I, it's funny when I, I go and I start talking about, oh, I got to replace my hummingbird water. And then all of a sudden in my feed, I'll have something about hummingbirds. It's freaky. Right? So yeah, yeah, it is. It's very freaky. Be very careful. I've sometimes where we sit around with friends and I'm like, uh oh, that's going to show they're up. They're listening. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So so with with all of that, um, um, uh, so talk a little bit more about you know how that works to be able to you know, establish trust, what can people do within it? Because it's so important when they're choosing between this or that, or going here, and they're choosing that they, they feel the need to trust. And people always talk about, um, you know, peer reviews and, you know, the word of mouth, but to, to blogs almost become in effect, the, the same emotional as a word of mouth, trust building factor for companies when they have, uh, authentic content on their blog? Yeah. I mean, I think different businesses are going to use blogging in different ways, depending on like, you know, are you a personal brand or are you a multinational corporation and anywhere in between? But I know for me, like people, no matter who you are, people like to buy from people who they like. And so, establishing that connection with people feeling like a lot of my customers feel like they know me, you know, before they've bought for me, they already feel like they know who I am, the type of person I am. They feel like I'm very authentic and genuine. I'm very transparent. I always am like laying everything out on the table. Here's what I've done. Here's what I can help you do. Here's my story. Um, so I feel like, that authentic connection piece is huge. And then you can also establish more of your credibility and your authority on a subject. So, you know, if you have dozens of blog posts around something really technical that people don't understand or that they need help with, and you're showing them over and over that you are an expert in this topic, then they're more likely to, to buy from you and stick around. 
Um, so yeah, I think absolutely. It's all about establishing that expertise, authority, and trust. Okay. And then when it comes to, because it's one thing when they come, but they're sort of anonymous, you don't know who they are until you mm-hmm. convert them into like an email list or into some, you know, usually some sort of a, of a soft touch that you, that you develop the rapport over time and convert mm-hmm. versus, you know, straight up converting. I've gone, I've looked and now I buy. Right. So, you know, talk about in general, because I know it varies by business, but how important is it to have a mechanism uh, 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 to convert and, and does having it just on the contact page well enough or, or are people more accustomed now to pop-ups that say, do you want this? Or are they annoyed by that? What is the statistics show? And what have your, what have your pop-ups work? They're annoying, but they work and yeah. <laughs> people do expect them now. And so, you know, unless you have lots of pop-ups happening all at once, or like every time they, you know, they can't read your site, of course you can't, you can go overboard with it, but having a pop-up on your website definitely converts. And absolutely. I think the number one thing you need to do when somebody lands on your site is get them to your email list. And so coming up with ways and pop-ups are, are one, one mechanism for that, but coming up with ways to grow an email list and then emailing them regularly and, um, using evergreen funnels, which is one of the methods I use to sell my products. So I don't have to live launch or constantly be in sales mode. It's something that just happens in the background on autopilot. And I don't have to, I set it up once and then, you know, just kind of watch the sales come in. And without that, I don't like, if you just had a buy now page on your website, you would sell significantly less, um, of your, of your products. I'm sure different industries of course have different, um, you know, statistics and, and industry standards for that kind of thing. But in the online space, if you're selling, you know, online courses or memberships or coaching programs or some kind of one-on-one consulting or coaching, which is the space that I operate in getting people onto your email list, um, is definitely top priority. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times you'll internet marketers or folks will talk about having a lead magnet or you have Mm -hmm. a landing page. So when you're, when you're using a blog to monetize or to create that rapport, do you still sort of get, get them first coming in through a a landing page, kind of a magnet or do you, or just the content within the blog is enough to attract them to the site? So if you're just using a landing page, you're generally going to have to use ads to get people to that landing page. So the reason that I, I I don't have a problem with ads, I think ads can be great, but I don't, I like to diversify where people are coming from and not put all my eggs in one basket. And the great thing about blogging is that you get a steady stream of organic leads from having free content available on your website because people can type something into Google, you show up in the search results, and then they come to your site and they're coming usually to an individual blog post. And so in that blog post, I would have what is the same thing as a lead magnet. Another word for it is a content upgrade or something. So they're reading the content. What's the next step for them to take? And what's like, what, what would happen after they read that post? What, what's the next action you want them to take? What would help them next? And so that's one of the best ways you can grow your email list is by having individual blog posts with a relevant content upgrade or freebie or some, some sort that you're giving them in exchange for their email address. So then that can be done uh, as the pop-up or as links or content within the post itself. 
Both. I mean, we do both. Like I usually have one general, um, opt-in that can be either a pop-up or something that's on your homepage or something you use in multiple, you know, multiple places. But then we have, I usually try to pick like three to five content pillars are what we're talking about on the blog. And when each of those pillars has its own content upgrade or lead magnet that is relevant to that. So anytime I'm posting something about, um, sponsored content, I am using a, a freebie that is about sponsored content as the content upgrade. And then your, your conversion rates are going to be better because people, you already know that they're interested in that very specific topic. Perfect. Yes. So let's talk about the evergreen funnels. So that's using, usually using a, a, a customer relationship email system or something like that that you create your funnels in. And so when it, when it, how complicated is it to make an evergreen? Because it's, it's different than just a sequence because eventually they get to the end of the sequence, right? So talk about the, what is the idea of how do you, is it, how do you make people always be able to navigate or get something new and fresh from you? Right. So there's a big difference between being evergreen and having an evergreen funnel. And I think a lot of people hear evergreen funnel and they think, you know, especially in the online marketing space, a lot of people live launch their products. So they open the cart for one week a year or a couple times a year and people can enroll and then they close the cart and that's really effective. Um, but there's people like me who are busy moms who are like, I can't, I don't like that feast or famine cycle. I can't have months where I make nothing. And then there's so much pressure that I have to, you know, go all in and these launches can take months of preparation and, Um, I wanted something that was more steady and sustainable and predictable um, and that I could really have going in the background so that I could live my life instead of constantly just living life between launches. But the alternative is your product's always available and people could just buy it at any time. And when people could buy it at any time, they often don't take action because there's no urgency. There's no scarcity. There's no reason to buy now. And especially, you know, this is a little bit different than something where if you're just selling like physical products or goods that are like 20 bucks and under, you don't maybe need as much um, strategy to sell as when you're selling something that's thousands of dollars. And so, um, evergreen funnels are sort of like the hybrid between live launching and just being available all the time. And the way that it works is somebody will get onto your email list and we put them into an automated sequence of emails where we open the cart just for them and they can purchase, they have, you can, I mean, you can set it up however you want it to be. It's totally customizable. But for example, what we do is we open our cart for seven days and then we close the cart and they can't buy again until the next time we put them in the sequence again. And all of this can be automated on the back end. Um, but that means that if you join my email list today, then your seven days are going to be different from Susan who joins my email list two weeks from now, she's going to have a different cart open period. So everybody's on their own individual path and you have to use some, um, you know, fancy technology in order to make this happen. So we use Kartra for our email service provider. And then deadline funnel is another tool that you can use that helps you um, give every individual their own deadline. Interesting. Okay. 
Well, that's that's a golden nugget right there. And that is also mm-hmm. new, fresh information because, you know, I would venture to say a good portion of the people out there that are listening to this that also understand the idea of internet marketing and these kind of things, because I've been through a few of those classes myself, this hybrid model is a fresh approach to it that seems very logical and I'm, and probably a number of uh, of CRMs out there could can functionally do that, but people don't take advantage of that and don't understand how to truly implement those. And that goes back to what you had said at the beginning that you were able to take four months for maternity leave and still have money coming in. You're truly on the right side of the quadrant as a business (laughs) owner that gives you the time independence, the creating money that's independent of time. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Thanks. So now is one of these things, because I know you have two courses, you have the six figure blog Academy and then 21 days to impact. And I also saw on your, maybe it's your lead magnet on your, your website. And I, and I want to spell that for folks because you do have a, um, an interesting last name. <laughs> yeah. So you can thank my husband for that. Yeah. Uh, Kate Kortzmeyer is K A T E K O R D S M E I E R dot com for those that are listening but it's also in the show notes so you can go down there and click it and go to kate's website on that but you had the 99 steps to yep i have a roadmap it's free it's 99 steps to profitable blogging so you can go to katecordsmeyer.com forward slash gift and you can get that for free um so that is one of our lead magnets that we use um, and then, yes, I have those, I have those two courses and then I have a group coaching program as well called, called the success with soul incubator. Okay, good. So what's the difference between your two courses? So 21 days to impact is for people who are either brand new as in they don't have a business or a website set up yet, or maybe you have your website set up, but you didn't really set it up for success. It's set up on something like Squarespace or Wix or something. And we want to get you over on WordPress. um, That's going to give you the most functionality and the best chance of ranking and search engines and all of that. So, um, but it's, it's much more for that beginner entrepreneur, somebody who's just getting started, who wants to set things up the right way from the start. And, um, you know, we, we walk you through that and it's 21 days. It's literally, you could finish it. We have many students who finish it in under a week. Um, but it's a three month program. And so you can, um, get your business started and your website up and going. We walk you through step-by-step all of the tech that you need to understand. And, um, it's, I'm very much like a click here now click this kind of teacher. So it's very, um, the tutorials are very in-depth and step-by-step. <clears throat> and then you can graduate from that program into the Six Figure Blog Academy, or you can come straight there if you're already ready for it. And that's where we're really teaching you how to monetize your blog itself. So you already have your blog set up and now it's you want to um, start making money from it. So we teach ads, affiliates, and sponsors in as those monetization strategies. And we'll teach you how to you know, grow your blog and grow your traffic. We'll teach you how to start an email list and and grow and nurture that email list. Um, and, and then all the, all the monetization strategies. Yeah. So that's, cause that's interesting. When we were talking earlier on, uh, about the blog that got this all started, your root and revel blog, 
<clears throat> and you were, you know, it's multiple six figures, right? And then you, you were teaching people what you learned in the process of doing that. And I asked you, you know, how you got the revenue and it was that ads, affiliates and sponsors. sponsors. And yep. so, but you don't have a huge audience in that you said, and, and most people think in order to make money with a blog, they have to have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands or whatever eyeballs yeah. out there. So a, a targeted niche audience is as powerful as a broad volume audience more powerful, I would argue for sure. And yes, I think, um, a lot of bloggers think you have to, or, you know, a lot of people considering blogging think you have to have millions of page views and followers in order to, um, make significant income. And in the past, that is how most bloggers were making money because they relied mostly on advertising. And so advertising is paid per view or per click, depending on your network. And so it really does make a difference. If you have a thousand people on your site or a million people on your site, your income can, you know, is going to vary widely. Um, but I focus mostly on affiliate marketing and affiliate marketing does not require you to have hundreds of thousands of page views and followers and certainly not millions. I mean, it's all relative. I think you need to have an audience if you, you know, you does require thousands of people, but we'll teach you how to get there and how to get those people to your site. Um, at the peak of Root and Revel, you know, we were making over $200,000 a year with less than 150,000 page views. So um, it's not a huge number that is required. Yeah. Well, let's say as we get to wrap, uh, start to wrap up here, I want to make sure we cover something because there's all this buzz you see out there. Anybody that's out there searching for this kind of, of information, how to create income from an online business or an online blog, so much drives them to Facebook groups. So talk about the difference when it comes to engagement of just having good relevant content that people can find because they're on the internet versus a, a closed community of Facebook and finding relevant, attracted, interested people to a Facebook group. It, it seems like yours is your method and approach is going to be more um, authentic in a way because it is real content and they're getting the information that they're actually hungry for <laughs> and then converting Versus yeah, I think um, I know some people who have really successful Facebook groups and that's their marketing tool. I don't like that as a marketing tool because it requires that you show up every day with new stuff and blogging is so much more sustainable because I'm still earning money on posts that I wrote five years ago and people can find those posts by searching Google um, or whatever your search engine of choice is. And those posts, no matter how old or new they are, can still show up in those search results and people can find you organically super easy, easily. And uh, if you're in a closed Facebook group, you know, you can run ads to invite people to join your Facebook group, but there's no, there's no searchability when it comes to getting organic leads and people finding you, um, you know, from a genuine a genuine way. You'd have to either spend ads or rely on word of mouth. Um, and 
while some of those can be, you know, helpful strategies, I don't find them to be very sustainable. That's why I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram either, because every day we're starting over at zero again. It's like, all right, I got to put out new content. I have to engage all over again. I have to keep showing up. And blogging is like, you can show up a couple times and then reap the rewards, you know, for the long term. You know, I, Kate, uh, this is, it's refreshing to hear somebody talk about um, audience engagement in that way, because it is one of those areas that I have been frustrated by because my audience of potential new investors, people that are hungry to invest in um, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. are seeking ways to go about doing that, they're most often not on Facebook. It took me a minute to figure that out because I jumped on the bandwagon along with everybody yeah. else. You know, but, uh, you know, so it's like because they're they're too busy, you know, running their own companies or, you know, building their own income stream so they be, can become an angel investor. And so yeah. they don't have time for that kind of stuff. And I struggle with that. So uh, this is uh, and, and, and there's so much when you look out there, there's so many people that are pushing that that are, you know, obviously monetizing because they're teaching people how to be on in Facebook groups or create Facebook groups. But the, you know, going back to, I think, the roots of, of uh, customer and audience engagement from 20 years ago, whenever the, the blog word was invented, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years ago, the intent and the purpose of a blog to convey information that's relevant to an audience and to engage in the meaningful conversation of things that you're offering or you're an expert on so that they can get that information and it's free. So they feel a certain, they want more of that. They want to come back for more oftentimes, particularly if it's a well-written blog. And so that's, uh, I, I want to say hats off. Thank you for <laughs> and making that, you know, something that's uh, a realistic potential for the entrepreneurs that are, are listening out there. Uh, yeah, anything else thanks. that you would like to add before we, we wrap up here? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think I'm, I'm all about figuring out how to earn more and do less. And so content marketing, blogging is content marketing. And that is a a relatively hands-off approach that is super sustainable compared to things like social media. Um, and it's the best way I found to get organic leads and, and, you know, I have posts on root and revel that, are earning thousands of dollars a month. And I wrote them four years ago. And, um, and then you're getting people into your, onto your email list when selling with evergreen funnels. And so you just don't have to show up so much all the time and rely so much on putting all of your time and energy in order to make a dollar. Absolutely. And it's, uh, I think one of the things that a lot of people had a realization during this past year under COVID is um, how precious time is and how precious the relationships are for those people that we weren't able to see, you know, yeah. during that time, except on a, a video chat. And, uh, you know, people reassess. That's why you see so many people moving from where they were to someplace they'd rather live, yeah. uh, making, making life, life choices now that enrich their personal family life, their personal mental wellness Right. That it's um, there's and, and I know that for I've uh, I've seen a number of studies um, and I've I've 
talked to various millennials and, and authors that it is something that differentiates the, sort of like the next gen, the gen that's back, you know, following after me is that this idea of quality of life and fulfillment in life isn't just, you know, nice soft talk. It is something that is very achievable for people if they, you know, in the working smarter, not harder, the four day work week, whatever you want to say, there is a way to have the balance without um, sacrificing an in, a choice of an income or a choice of, of family time or personal time or whatever hobby you're passionate about could be volunteering, could be, you know, uh, athletic events or things that you're involved in, whatever, you know, it's just yeah. whatever, it's a personal choice. And, um, and, you know, I'm so happy to have you on the show to be able to show a pathway for people to be able to achieve that. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So with that, I want to tell everybody, thank you for listening. Please go and uh, comment like this, share this with others that, you know, have an interest in this or have a desire or have been seeking a way to fulfill to find, you know, do something um, different with through their course of life, right there where they are right now. And they're not sure what, where to go with that. Have them listen to this podcast and have them go to Kate's website. Again, that's katecoursemeyer.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about being an angel investor, or if you're a traditional um, entrepreneur that is trying to figure out how to go raise that capital or why you're not effective in raising capital, well, that's why you go to karenrands.co. And thank you everybody for listening onwards and upwards. Mm -hmm.